On this episode of Comedy Rewind, are Adam Sandler's violent antics as Happy Gilmore still funny? Did flannelettes and hockey jerseys come back in fashion? And how does Julie Bowen still look so good? All of this and more on Comedy Rewind. 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 Push rewind. I thought this was a comedy show. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Comedy Rewind, the first ever episode of this brand new podcast on the 8-Bit Collective. We are powered by Audio-Technica, and I'm your host, John O'Peck. Joining me is the Shooter McGavin of the 8-Bit Collective, Jack Cruz, and his homeless caddy, Salim the Dream <laughs> Abraham. How are you guys doing? Hey. <laughs> uh, good. Good, good, good. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm so stoked to do this show. We've been building up to it for such a long time and I, I saw like i created the theme song in january i saw the modified last modified date on that so that's how long it's been buzzing around in my head so i'm pretty stoked to be doing it rad i'm glad that you guys could be joining me salim how you doing you're a movie buff you must be pretty pumped to get into it john i'm i'm so excited to be doing this and and this film and this podcast is fantastic <laughs> comedy rewind baby it's finally up it is and for people that skipped episode zero or maybe you just saw this link and clicked on it we're going to be talking about classic 90s comedies looking at how they've changed over time or how our perception of them has changed see how they hold up and first cab off the ranks is happy gilmore uh in 1995 1996 sorry comedy from Adam Sandler. He was the co-writer with his college uh, roommate, Tim Hurley. And there was an uncredited rewrite from Judd Apatow, who was later Adam Sandler's housemate. So hmm. it's um, got a bit of pedigree there with Apatow. And I think it was Adam Sandler's first... It was his follow-up to Billy Madison. So this was really the kind of... It was a pretty good run for uh, Adam Sandler. It's right in the the middle of... of Yeah, like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Bulletproof, Wedding Singer, The Waterboy, and Big Daddy. You probably forget about Bulletproof, I reckon. uh, I I like Bulletproof. I like like Bulletproof. Oh, I like Bulletproof. I really like Bulletproof. Bulletproof's not in the echelon of Happy Gilmore. Yeah, it it might not make it into Comedy Rewind, but uh, if we... If we're going to go with the Damon Wayans movie, we'll probably go at uh, Major Pain or something, but uh, we'll see. But essentially, you know, it's a movie about an ice hockey player that becomes a professional golfer. Hilarity ensues. And uh, I mean, how did you, how did your rewatch go? I think we all watched it last night. We did. Correct. When was the last time you saw it before this? <sighs> I, I reckon it was maybe, I, I mean, 10 years, maybe more. I don't know. It's been a while. It had been a while. Like I... I sort of was like, I could not remember the last time I'd watched it. It's one of those movies where it was perpetually on like Saturday, Sunday night when, yes. when channel seven, nine and 10 used to play movies mm. back in the, mm. the, back in the day, it was always on. It was like three times a year. So you'd always see it. Everyone had it on DVD or VHS back in the day. And, um, but yeah, it'd been a while for me. Mm. Dream. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I'm in the same boat as you Cruz. It, it's probably been 10 plus years since I've seen this film. And it's the kind of film that I've seen so many times mm. where I feel like I could recite it, you know, mm. front to back. But uh, I was actually really kind of surprised rewatching it yesterday about the things that I'd missed. And, and I guess as well, like how, you know, times have changed, attitudes have changed. Mm. And even my own personal viewing experience <laughs> was a little bit different last yeah. night than what it was when I was, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. It was, it was interesting. Yeah. It's funny. So what were your personal memories uh, or experiences with this movie? Like, 
Jack, you said that it was something mm. that was always on TV. I think mm. that was probably the same for me. I, I was too young to probably watch it at the cinema, but it was definitely one that I probably rented with my friends a couple of times, maybe yeah. taped it off TV and watched it whenever it was on. Yeah, it was... It, I mean, my memories of it is it's just like a... like that. It's an iconic movie of the 90s. Like, it's mm. very... Like, one of the things I wrote down was it's very quotable. Like, there's yeah. so many lines in it where it's just like, you know... Get your whole, bo- get your going you're too good for your home. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, jackass. It's all, it's all in the hips. All in the hips. Just tap it in. You're gonna die, clown. Like, yeah. there's so many moments in that movie. I'm like, ha, that takes me way back. Um, but I, like, I don't know. I guess my memories of it were, yeah, just how, how like revered it was. And it was, it's funny. Like doing this show, and I'm sure there'll be more. Obviously, there'll be more episodes. But I'm kind of <laughs> worried about going back and watching some of these. It's kind of, it's kind of like going back and playing that game that you. Um, yeah. that you used to love as a kid and it just doesn't hold up and kind of ruins it for you. Um, and I was worried about this. I'm like, cause I, you know, I love this movie from back in the day. Um, and I was kind of worried coming in that it wouldn't hold up cause a lot of comedies mm. don't hold up. Um, but I was, let's so say I was pleasantly surprised. Oh, that's nice. And yeah, I think it's a good example of at, at least at that point in time, it was like the sports movie. Like it was mm. a great example of a sports comedy. And there's been some good ones since. It, we can talk about where it ranks amongst sports comedies. I think it's still pretty high up there, but it's definitely probably, in hindsight, not one of the all-time greats as much as I probably thought it was when I was you know, 12 or 13 years old kicking around. What about you, Dream? Was this something that you watched quite a bit? Oh, look, I think this is a touchstone for any 90s kid, really. Yeah. Like. You're right. I think, you know, you bang on. It was on three times a year, Cruzy. Like, you couldn't not watch this film mm. if you were coming up in the 90s. And uh, we, we absolutely had it on VHS. And, like, my family loved this film. My dad would just put this on all the time. <laughs> um, I think, like, Sandler, like, this era, this golden era of, of 90s comedy where, you know, you have Sandler and you have, like, Jim Carrey as well doing his thing. You know, these these films are like just year after year, new film, new film, new film. And you just love all of them. Like you, you read it out earlier, um, Jono, like Sandler was just absolutely going for it. Late 90s and, and to a lesser degree, early noughties. Mm. Um, you, you could not love this guy back then. Mm. Yeah. And it was definitely something where the shtick hadn't gotten old yet. You can look yeah. at Adam Sandler mm. now and say that's not the same story yeah. i think yeah um we, we might go through actually so we've got the cast obviously adam sandler he's the star here he's mm. co- co-writer on the film and i think it was just fresh off leaving saturday night live that he did this so it was yeah. kind of his announcement that you know i'm no longer a tv star i'm a full-on movie star and you know i guess billy madison was the attempt or that this this dipping the toe in the pool so to speak but this was really the full-on you know, movie built entirely around his personality and the character mm. that he was known for on SNL. Mm. And it's that angry kind of rage that comes out of nowhere, I guess, that's pretty <laughs> prevalent or just consistent with his yeah. overall, like, shtick. Yeah. Is there a better, like, character than Happy Gilmore for Adam Sandler, at least? Uh, no. Nah. This was his, this was his, like, movie for me. Like, yeah. you know, he did, like, you know... Uh, little Nicky and things like that didn't really like stick with me and Billy Madison was was great as well I thought like from what I remember of it Mm. Um, but this is the like Happy Gilmore is the Adam Sandler movie yeah yeah Yeah, I think that 
he's not an athlete in real life, but it's mm. it's still what I associate with him when I think of him. Is this this yeah this violent dude who can just explode on a on a whim? And mm. like Waterboy had that kind of violence yeah. as well. He was a yeah. bit stupider. He I was obviously playing somewhat of a disabled character. So that that will actually be an interesting one to go back and rewatch yeah. with uh, I, the political correctness we have now. But I, I kind of have to disagree that this is like the quintessential Adam Sandler oh, character. Really? I really, really love Bobby Boucher and Bobby yeah. Boucher's oh, yeah. Waterboy. Okay. I think that that's hilarious, man. Oh, like that film movie. is fantastic, mm. and it's very different to anything he did at that time. And yeah. I like I'll I'll go in and bet for like Big Daddy as well, Sonny Koufax, like. That character and that story and the relationship he had with, oh, I forget the little boy's name, with twins actually who played that role. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a more touching role. And I feel like as a character, like it's, it's just more interesting to me specifically because I watched it again last night and... I love the film, but man, there's not really like a lot going on it's with a Adam shallow, Sandler yeah. and Happy is, Gilmore. Happy dead. Gilmore is, is a hockey player who's too cool for golf, who plays golf. Mm. And that's kind of yeah. his whole story, you mm. know? Like that's kind of it. And then it's just <coughs> gag, gag, gag. It's great. It's funny. But I, I don't think it's necessarily like his, you know, his best. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I guess even that's a good point. Even his relationship with um, Virginia, played by Julie Bowen, there really wasn't much to it except that they hung out a little bit and yeah. flirted. Like She was... She was in immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it took nothing for him to. Well, he her. saw her like, straight no away. Chance. He's like, "Who's the chick?" And like that was yeah. it. Yeah, there were no challenges there. It no. was just kind of like he's funny. He's he's a bit of an outsider. Yeah. And she loves him, yeah. and then she's so in. Like she's like bringing his nan to the golf. Yeah, <laughs> like two days after they hook up. It's so, I don't maybe know, she's it's a bit just, of a gold digger. Who knows? Maybe that's where I don't know. Maybe oh, he was starting to make the money. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of Julie Bowen? This is her first probably big role that I haven't known her from. She was twenty six years old, and uh, I have some thoughts about her that we'll get into later. But what mm. did you guys think? I thought she was fine. Like it wasn't like it. Like I said, it wasn't a deep role. Like it wasn't a mm. deep character. She was just kind of just like there. The girl. Um, yeah. yeah, she was just the girl of the movie. Um, there wasn't. Yeah, there, like I said, there wasn't a lot there. Um, she was cool though. Like you know, she was fine. I didn't. I didn't have too many thoughts about her. Like there was the one scene which I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later, which I was kind of like, yeah, was, was a bit, you know, whatever. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, I was fine. Like I love, I love her in Modern Family. But yeah, yeah, this mm. is that's the know. thing. Like it's amazing how attractive she is now. I think she looks better now than she did in nineteen ninety six. One hundred percent. I yeah, I, I agree now. Um, <laughs> Don't get I think me wrong. At the like, time, she, I was pretty, I yeah. was pretty interested in who she was as well as a, like a, a young eight year old boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, like, look, she's she's totally two dimensional in this film, and I think that like she. She's great. Like she does a really good job and she does exactly what the role is. I think it's really interesting looking back on it now. Like no one batted an eyelid at her character. Mm. Um, I think as it like, you know, as teenagers and like my parents weren't pointing out to me anything (laughs) peculiar about this film. Surprisingly, Mm. (laughs) my parents were totally fine for me to watch this film. But I think, you know, like in hindsight, she's she's totally 2D. Mm. Um, she's just kind of there. You know, she's opportunistic. Mm. Everything that Happy does in this film, she's like, okay, it's bad, but ratings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like true. that's kind of a response yeah. to everything, right? It, it's like, yeah, I know he's, I know he just punched out the guy or whatever, but like, but ratings are up. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> even it's... when he gets kicked off the tour, she's like, hmm, like Subway ad. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's like uh, Vince McMahon or something. She's like, you know, let's give them what they want. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. Anyway, I don't want to like have too, too hard to dig at it because it's no. totally, you know, it's it's of the time, I think, mm. to a certain degree. Yeah. 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 The movie wasn't about her. It was about Happy. Yeah. yeah and we're, we're talking about her character here rather than Julie Bowen. Like Julie yeah. Bowen's oh, just fine. She's, she's a great actress. She's awesome. Of course. Yeah, I love her. She's great in um, uh, Horrible Bosses. Yeah, is okay. she? She's Kevin Spacey's wife. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, yeah I'm with you okay, now. Okay, there you go. Okay, so Christopher McDonald, not exactly a household name, but a really great character actor, I think, and oh. an amazing villain as Shooter McGavin, I think. Yeah, yeah he was great. I'm going to totally agree, dude. Uh, and yeah, Chris McDonald, not a household name, but Shooter McGavin. Yeah, yes. Shooter McGavin. Registers everyone with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I think this is maybe the quintessential comedy villain. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's I really good. think he nails it. Yeah. He is from the conniving and like cheating and he's rich, like, he, pompous. Yeah. Yeah, and like he's so good at golf, but he's just like can't stand this new guy. Like, mm. yeah, it's 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 great. It's yeah. and he's not confident enough to just play his game. Like you think of a, a it's like to me the quintessential sports movie villain is uh, apollo creed because he's bad. Oh, okay. he's the bad guy just because he's so good and he's mm. yeah and that's why he's the bad guy and he's confident in himself and everything but like christopher mcdonald is shooter he's arrogant but he's also like insecure yeah because he's never won that gold jacket and he's, yeah and yeah. he's like this yeah. is my he's, year and yeah he's losing popularity and he's like complaining about the you know the people in the woods and yeah. like <laughs> it's not a rock concert Go back yeah. to your shanty town. Go back to your shanty town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. Like he really embodies, I feel like, um, I don't want to go too far this way, but this film has a lot to say about golf. And I think the biggest thing that the film kind of does is it, it really raises golf up to be this sort of upper class sport. Mm. And and Shooter McGavin really embodies that. This mm. uh, And everything that you, you can sort of... Um, uh, emphasize from that. Like he's such a douchebag yeah. like for lack of a better term like he's yeah. such a wanker yeah <laughs> and it's just what you would imagine a schnooty person to be is mm. it's shooter mcgavin schnooter mcgavin yeah yeah is what we'll call him from here but he, he nails it so well chris mcdonald um yeah i just i don't know like i was i was kind of blown away a little bit last night just by how good he is mm. at being such like a hateable character yeah 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 he crushes it he crushes it he everything does. even from like his first like his first scene, like when they're at that, he's his first scene. He's talking on that podium, and he's just, yeah. You just tell he's just like this slimy wanker, and he's like, oh yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, he's like, you know, not everyone's gonna be able to win the tournament, but you're all my friends now, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, that's great, and he just like rolls his eyes. Only one of you will be my colleague, but I now consider all of you to be yeah, my exactly. friends. Yeah. Yeah, Such yeah, a yeah. practice line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like the real winner is the city of Portland. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but there must be something in the water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, very slimy, very slimy. It's all platitudes, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And then uh, speaking of, of uh, Apollo Creed, we've got Carl Weathers here as Chubbs Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pro golfer, forced to retire early when his hand was bitten off by an alligator. Mm. I love that he he's very clearly holding a wooden hand yeah i know it's very <laughs> like there's no attempt to make it look like yeah. it's real it's just it's like great. his hand and then it's just like an extra like half a foot for yeah. these bloody wooden things <laughs> to he, he does such a great job with this character like i i love i love his comedic timing and delivery and he's yeah 
He's great. Definitely mm-hmm. underrated comic talent of uh, Carl Weathers. P- probably best known for, you know, Predator and Apollo Creed, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. The number one song when this movie was released, does anyone want to hazard a guess? We're talking August 1996. August 96. Was it uh, the impression that I get by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones? <laughs> no, it, it was the Macarena. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bayside oh. Boys Mix. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Which spent 14 weeks at, at number one in the US. Bang and tune. Mm. Bang and tune. Yeah. So we'll just do this uh, quick category. What have you done for me lately? Julie Bowen, we've mentioned she's known for probably Modern Family as her biggest mm-hmm. role. Adam Sandler's doing as many Netflix original movies as he can. Mm-hmm. I will say that, uh, uh, what was it called? Murder Mystery. Not as bad as you would assume. It's mm. it's a, it's a, probably better than, uh, I mean I haven't watched them, but it looks better than those previous Adam Sandler Netflix originals. I watched it, didn't hate it. Check it out if you have any mild interest in Adam Sandler's career. Uh, Carl Weathers, uh, he was on Arrested Development, is a recurring role which was playing himself and still funny. So showing he's, he's not uh, strayed too far from comedy. He's not doing a lot aside from that. And Christopher McDonald, Judge uh, on The Good Wife, is probably the last. Like everyone's that been on the, everyone that had a role in the nineties <laughs> has been on The Good Wife. I mean, that was yeah, that's a a, a great series, The Good Wife, and mm. the, I really love the judges that kind of just pop up across the course of like six or seven seasons, and they've got a very defined personality. So, what was the most nineties moment of Happy Gilmore for you guys? To be watching this, I was I was like, there's nothing really that's. Like, I guess the music kind of, but not really. There was, well, the there music was, was mostly like 80s and 70s 80s, rock yeah, and that, tunes, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I mean. Like, I'm like, hey, sure. but like, okay, I probably like the movie itself. Like, it was very slapstick. It was very like 90s. Like, a, that movie, like that kind of movie wouldn't be made today. Like, mm. it's, it's so like, not cartoon, but almost cartoony. Do you know what I mean? Just the way everything's sort yeah. of set out and the, the way only, everyone talks. And it's it's like a um, Paul Blart mall cop. Like they're yeah, the only kind. Of like zoo, Like what's the guy's name? Zookeeper dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King yeah. of Queens. Yeah, yeah. Helps out Salim. Yeah. Oh, did you? Paul. Oh, it's um, um, Kevin James. Yeah, Kevin James. Like, yeah. I feel like he's doing these kinds of movies now, but they're yeah. aimed more at kids than yeah. At, at um, but probably like. <laughs> The thing watching this, I'm like, yeah, okay, that like that's that would be very like just how violent he is. <laughs> like that was yeah. the thing that stuck out to me. I'm like, that wouldn't, I don't think that would fly today. Just how he just fly mm. off the handle, just beat random mm. people up, and just like screaming and yelling, and um, like a, the, the first when he's in playing hockey, he attacks the coach and that kind of thing. Like that was the thing that stood out to me. It was just like, yeah, that's a very like 90s thing where it's just like, yeah, I'll just beat some old dude up for no reason like and just walk away and get away with it no one's coming and being like hey you can't assault people bro like like that was probably the thing that stuck out to me you've brought it up so i think we should probably talk about it now i was gonna save this for what holds up the worst and it was the the violence but we can talk about it now because i think dream has a bit to say too Mm. i i couldn't believe (laughs) the lack of consequences for the violence like he totally took the words out of my mouth like okay the the first tournament he's in you know he's trying to put it in and the guys (laughs) talk in the audience <laughs> and he's like oh about, about time about time he's and like, he's like no, yeah. about time i just couldn't get it in the hole and he just rips his shirt off and he rips his him. shirt off punches him square in the mouth and then he's like the next shot is he's taking his next golf swing like mm. there was absolutely <laughs> no consequence at all yeah. and i 
that attacking makes the me, caddy. Yeah, yeah, choking his caddy. There's there's a couple instances of this, and it makes me wonder: is this movie set in the same universe as John Wick? Because <laughs> like the John Wick movies, there's so much murder and death and shooting, and everyone just kind of bats an eyelid and, and that's it it's over and mm. and move on and there's no penalty aside from i guess when he beats up bob barker which we'll get to later mm. that's the only time anyone's like yeah. okay you're suspended yeah 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 i i yeah look there's there's a ton of violence and violent acts and violent attitude in this film um there's like incidental violence you know where he's He's fixing the air conditioner and yeah. then he falls through the window <laughs> and it, the it, it lands on this poor lady. Um, and, and that's the kind of violence that I think like surprising is a little bit more acceptable now where it's just, it's so like, it's, it's so unbelievable that it's totally fine. And like, I actually don't really have that much of an issue with that. Although I do feel bad for Mr. Mr. Lady. Um, but, but there's, there's, also violence for conflict resolution mm. so like the best scene to, that sort of um uh, like portrays that is the scene where it's him and shooter and he's just he, it's like after he's been wet in you know mm. par nine late at night the sprinklers turn yeah. on um and he's he's got a beanie's bonnet and he breaks the bottle yeah he just smashes and the then, bottle <laughs> and then virginia venet comes over um julie bone comes over to sort of diffuse the situation but instead of there being any sort of consequence by that, it, the the scene diffuses just through like just comedy, just like mm. just a couple of quick jokes. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I feel like that's problematic because what, what it sort of says is violence is kind of okay to you know to, to resolve this to resolve you know a conflict. Like it's mm. it's saying that it's totally fine for everyone there. It's just not fine in that particular scene or setting because of who Shoot McGavin is. Yeah. And even like later on, you know, Julie Bowen says, yeah, someone's got to kick his ass. Like it's it's kind of okay with the idea that violence is a, mm. a means of conflict resolution is kind of okay. And it's not the film to be talking about that specifically. It's <laughs> yeah. comedy, yeah. you know? So, like, how much do you really want to look at that and, and, and point at that and, and drill into that? And especially because it's the 90s as well. Yeah. And, like, we've all changed our, our attitudes. But I think, like, looking back on it now, it's it's just so bad the yeah. way this film sort of yeah. deals with violence yeah. and, and, and how and violent... And he's a bully. Um, like, his character is. Like, he he's is. a real he's bully. A he's just... <laughs> Anyone who just says something wrong to me, but even like when his girlfriend leaves at the start, it's yeah. like that even made me a little bit uncomfortable. He's just like screaming at her, get out of here, I hate you. And then like, he's like, oh, come back, baby. Your like, finger paintings suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that was like, even that was, was like, a bit like, oh, well, you know, he's a bit like, he's very aggressive. Um, yeah. And it was just everything. Anyone that says anything to him, he's just straight away, he's like, I'll just beat you up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's, it's I think like, as adults, though, we can see that and say, this is a person who's violent and it, we're not meant to be aspiring to be like him. But if you're mm. a kid like we were, yeah. you probably watch this and go, this guy's the hero of the movie. Yeah, oh, he's totally. like the hero of the story. He's yeah. a role model. He's an athlete. Yeah. And that's okay. And I'm fairly certain I got into a fight at school like after seeing this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, really? no joke. How would Happy deal with this situation? Yeah, just beat this guy Who, up. Who's still in my Virginia Venet? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you was thinking. That's pretty it lives it. in this world. It lives in this weird world. And this is like, again, this is being hypercritical now, but like it lives in this weird world where it's not quite, um, it's not quite a hundred percent satirical. Like what are those? Um, mm, yeah, you're right. Charlie Sheen films. Hot shots. From, yeah. It's not yeah. like hot shots where it lives in this hundred percent satirical world where 
where violence is completely comedic and it, done in like the most crazy way. Mm. Um, but it's not quite not crazy either. Like there are so many characters in this film that would not exist in reality. Mm. Yeah. Like Ben Stiller's character, which by the way, like no one's talked about we'll, Hal L. Yeah. The, we'll get to <laughs> The we'll guy's running a sweatshop out of the retirement <laughs> yeah. oh, like, oh, your fingers are so near. Your back's going to be sore too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just pulled landscape. This is, is the yeah, thing, Salim. Like when I say it's in the John Wick universe, there's such a blase attitude to like he throws the IRS guy through the glass yeah. of his, of his yeah. grandma's house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and even like the attitude towards like death in general. Like mm. it's so blase. We we see like he's telling the story at the start of the movie about uh, my dad raised me to like hockey, and then the hockey puck goes and smashes the camera that he's holding. Somehow that leads to his father being dead. <laughs> yeah. and it's like after the funeral, I moved in with my grandma, and then even with Chubbs, like getting like he falls out the window, and then mm. he's just dead. Yeah, and it's just like played for laughs basically. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm going to dedicate the tournament to, to Chubbs and that's it. Like, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much mm. the end of it. Yeah. I don't think you can look too deep into right. it in a, a movie comedy. like this. Like, it's a comedy movie from the 90s. Like, it's meant to be... And it's like 90 minutes as well. So, it's meant to be like... You're not meant to be grieving over Chubbs. It's like, yeah, Chubbs is dead, but... <laughs> yeah. It's, it, was a, it was a comedic moment. I don't think it we're is. meant to look too deep into those types it of is. things. It is. You're 100% right. But then again, we are doing a podcast and we, mm. can, we can talk about... These That's things, <laughs> no, absolutely. Deep, baby. Absolutely. Uh, Salim, did you have a most nineties moment? Um, yeah, like, I won't go too long here. I think like the most nineties thing. There are two things that stick out to me. The first is, is the 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 love story sort of B plot with him and, mm-hmm. and Virginia Bennett. Like that that to me sticks out as a really nineties thing because it does really. Um, there's no agency for Julie Bowen in this. She's totally passive. She's totally just kind of like vibing off of whatever Happy's doing. Mm. And it's just kind of a given. As soon as you see her, you know, and maybe it's because I've seen it a thousand times, but like as soon as you see Julie Bowen, you just know mm. that, all right, that's the love interest. This is where it's going. The the dream sequence with her in it totally sexualizes <laughs> yeah. her as a, as, a, as a person, as a character. Like you just don't see that my happy really place anymore. Just in lingerie with two <laughs> the happy of place. Gear. It's like, oh dear. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I think as well, and this is maybe more a bit of a positive. It's like the 90s thing about this is that it is an Adam Sandler film and that yeah. in its own right is a 90s thing. Mm, and absolutely. and it's it actually felt so good watching this film after so long. Like for all the problems that the film has... It, it really does. I don't know. It hits something inside. As, as, a, as a 90s kid, mm. it hits something inside. This is a film that just like, I don't know. This, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. Sorry, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Waterboy, mm. what I meant to say. Mm. Um, I, I kind of view them all in this same sort of prism, which is just glory. Yeah. Like, I just <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. love this. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was really good. I was pleasantly surprised with how funny it still was. Mm. Mm. Yeah, how long do you give the relationship between uh, Virginia and Happy? Four to six months. <laughs> yeah. I get well the the way, the way the trajectory is going in the film, it goes on in perpetuity for, forever. Yeah, it goes on. But like, yeah, no, I, I think in real life she gets old, old and tired of his shit. You know, mm. yeah. probably mm. three months in, sure, um, has the same chat, leaves yeah. with. Uh, it's Terry, right? Terry's the first girlfriend. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, she'll be out the door like Terry in no time. Yeah. So, my most 90s moment was the phrase, spending more time in the sand than David Hasselhoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is said twice. Yeah. It's said twice. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's like, the first time you said it. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> that's a nice touch though i think giving him like the same joke because you know that's the kind of thing that shooter mcgama would do he'd tell the same jokes all the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay most iconic scene i had the bob barker fight is there another choice no <sighs> uh, well i uh, no, but i've got something else if, yeah. unless you've got something else dream no look i i struggle to think of like a really truly iconic scene specifically mm. I, I i have probably agree the bob barker thing's great as a close runner-up for me though and i totally forgot about it until i i watched it yesterday just the opening credits like the introduction <laughs> to happy mm. that that movie reel yeah. and it's like him as a road worker yes. you know, <laughs> with the code between his legs yeah. and as a janitor with a mop it is a security guard with the baton yeah. it's like and it, cul- it culminates in the like uh, gas station attendant yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's just squirting petrol everywhere yeah um, uh, like that for me like that was the maybe the funniest thing I saw yesterday the thing that surprised me mm. the most at least yeah yeah, yeah I was so, giggling through that yeah I mean they're, they're probably more iconic moments because they're like you know you mentioned a few of them before jack it's Mm. it's time to go home ball and Mm. why don't you get into Mm. your home and you're gonna die clown but like the scene like as a whole scene like there's a lot of these moments where he goes nuts but they're all broken up across the movie Mm. so i think as for one entire scene the bob barker fight really Mm. gets it and it it did win the mtv movie award for best fight that year so (laughs) gotta give props where it's due now you've Uh, had enough yeah (laughs) the price is wrong Uh, the happy place is wrong (laughs) bit. the the happy place montages i think Mm. uh uh, somewhat iconic Mm. possibly not at the level of bob barker was there any other contenders jack did you want to add anything not not like specific scene but i like other than the bob barker fire i think the most iconic thing to come out of this whole movie is the happy gilmore swing is yeah okay oh for sure every single person who's ever played golf (laughs) after this movie came out has tried that swing yeah no like you can't say if you've ever been on a golf course you've tried that swing you picked up a golf club everyone has tried that swing that's seen this movie um Mm. it's iconic and it is incredible how hard it is to actually do like it is it is nigh on impossible to do a happy gilmore swing and hit it at all if not even just half decently I love the this, scene this is... where Shooter's tr- McGavin's trying, trying to do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's exactly... Him do it, trying to do it is exactly how it is. It's so yeah. like... It is really difficult to actually do. Um, this is a, a good time in the podcast to probably bring up that you are, in fact, this podcast's golfing pro, Cruzy. <laughs> you're, the, you're, the, you're the guy that knows everything. Can I ask... Sure. As someone who actually understands the game, mm. knows the game, mm. plays the game... Mm. Does any of this ring true at all in terms of the way the, the golfing world works? Yeah. Or is this all just complete satire? Like what's going well, on? There was some that was like, well, no. I mean, there was so much of it where I was like, this is just so not even like close. But like the, the I guess the, some of it was like, I'll, I'll go through a few things that bugged me. Okay. First, first thing was like, um, it, at the start when he's like, oh, you've got 20 days to come up with the money. Mm-hmm. Right, the the IRS guys like I'm pretty sure that's what it was about twenty days, ninety days. I think it was ninety. Yeah, oh, was it ninety? 90 was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was twenty. Okay, maybe that changes a little bit. Um, yeah. 20's hard hard demand yeah. for anybody. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like two hundred and sixteen thousand or whatever. It yeah, because yeah. I was Sorry. like I thought it was twenty days, and he's like playing all these tournaments. I'm like tournaments go for four days, and there's normally just like one a week, and it seems like he's played like ten of them. Even then, like I think he. I think the amount of tournaments he played, like you wouldn't fit those into a ninety day period because he seemed like he played yeah. like. 
there was a lot given yeah. how many like seven thousand dollar checks he was yeah, getting exactly. at the start. Yeah, exactly. So that to me was a bit like, eh. Um, the f- even like the first one, like it was just a one day event. But I'm like, I guess that's whatever. But some of the scoring stuff, like, just didn't add up. Like there was there was oh, times where it's yeah. like he's getting eagles and then he's but he hasn't changed. Like he's only still like three under par. I'm like. No, there, come on. There was like, there was one where he he like went nuts and he took like eight swings at the ball and yeah. then they put him down the list and he was still only like a yeah. like a minus yeah. two or three. Yeah. That was, was like, the last. That was the what? last match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I, I thought that too. All the scoring, pretty much all of the scoring stuff with was bogus. Um, yeah. But I kind of like just let it slide because I figured whatever. Um, a couple he of comes things. Last in all of those matches, doesn't he? Except for the last one, doesn't he come last or near last place? Uh, in just about all of them. No, like he comes last in like the first couple, and then after that yeah, he, starts, he starts like you're seeing on the checks. It's like right. finish ninth, finish fourth, finish fifth. Like yeah. he starts right. sort of working okay. his way up. Um, so so all of the scoring, yeah, was a bit bogus. The amount of tournaments was also a bit dubious. Um, some of the other stuff, like the uh, like the first hole that he's on, and the like when he's on the golf course where he smashes the ball like down, like it goes for like ever. And I'm like, there's no <laughs> hole in golf that is that long. Like, it, it, it really kept going. Um, so, there's a bit like, you know, you kind of, um, you let suspension that Suspension kind of, of disbelief. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a, for, as a golf person, there's a lot of suspension of disbelief. Um, the gold jacket was a nice sort of touch because it's like, I guess it's meant to be like the green jacket, which is what you get for winning the Masters. Um, the one thing that I was sort of... Um, impressed by slash surprised by and i'd love to know how many takes they did was how good like shooter mcgavin's golf swing actually was yeah um it was actually quite good like i'm like okay he 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 must play and either that or he did a like a lot of lessons leading up to this movie (laughs) um and even the other guy he played against was like had a really good swing and um so it's a bit of that stuff and like a lot of the putting like i'm like i wonder how many takes they took for like some of these putts because they were like sinking some long putts and there was one where the beach ball comes in and he like kicks it and he's like trying to hit it away and Mm. then he hits the putt and it goes in and it's like a continuous shot shot. and I was like oh wow that that could have taken like 20 tries absolutely yeah so I was really impressed with a lot of the long putts Mm. and I would love to know how many takes a lot of them took Um, the other thing that I was kind of impressed by was like happy swing like not like even without even with the um, like the wind up walk up kind of thing, it's pretty good form. Like it's pretty good form, and a lot of those ones, like like there's a lot of shots from like above where he actually seems to make really good contact with the ball. And that's the other thing I was like, kind of like I don't know how if any of it was like CG or whatever, Must but have been. it had to be. <laughs> a lot of it looked like pretty. Yeah. Like, pretty good. So, um, but yeah, a lot of it, yeah, there's a lot of suspension of disbelief as, like, a golf person with how it all went down. And um, even things like the like the president of the tour being, like, out on the course and being like, oh, no, you played yeah. as it lies kind of thing. It's like, yeah. Like, no, like, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> what the fuck are you doing there? You're not the referee. Like, I'm positive that if a tower fell on the course, they would move the tower. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. right? Yeah, that was. But can I thing, ask yeah. you the play as it lies thing? Because this was in my head last night. Mm. Um, the ball lands on uh, Richard Keel's foot. Yeah, right, Mister Larson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a real game, would Tiger Woods have had to play that as it lied? If it landed like that and didn't move, yeah, he would. But well, like, really, yeah, balls go into the crowds all the time, and they just like that's never happened. It's landed on someone and stayed there, like, oh, like foot. <laughs> but it's happened to me. Like it's happened to me on the course. Like I, I've hit the ball and it's gone into a tree and it's landed like, 
like the trees like got the trunk come up and sorry mm. to our audio list well everyone's an audio listener but sorry to listeners this is a visual sort of thing but the tree comes up and then it kind of goes off into like a v um yeah and the ball was sitting like eye level height to me that, yeah. in in the base of this v and i had to hit it out of that so and players oftentimes will have to hit balls out of trees and stuff so yeah absolutely like that rule stands mm. uh, actually well this is the other thing so there is a rule where you get a free drop if your ball is obscure obstructed by a man-made obstruction right. so if your ball lands like on a um like next to like a post you're allowed to pick up and drop so i i would think i would think it would be the same if it landed on like a person that person is still just standing there with the ball on them like you'd <laughs> that's be able fucking to hardcore them. man yeah. yeah that's some hardcore shit yeah because you open yourself up to like insurance problems like straight yeah. away yeah, yeah oh it's like i'm yeah. not sure what the rule is but like people have been some lady went blind last year she got hit in the eye with a ball um in a oh my god yeah brutal oh my god um so, i remember that um, it's dangerous this is dangerous it's a dangerous game i've been hit <laughs> i think three or four times over the years by like stray balls and they don't tickle i'll tell you that Mm. Fuck that! Mm. All right. Well, I'm glad we got that context. I was gonna ask if Shooter McGavin's swing was as good as it looks. Pretty good. But yeah. Pretty good. But well on the the story behind that, I guess he does play a bit of golf because Christopher McDonald apparently turned down this role, but then he maybe months later was playing golf and had a really good day out on the on the course and came back and was like, actually, I do want to make that comedy golf <laughs> movie. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Yeah. So, what holds up the best, Salim? Um, I think I think a lot of the visual gags hold up really well, like the the endless love scene where they're in the ice skating, uh, ice skating rink, and then <laughs> yeah. they're, they're sort of dancing on the ice and they're, they're kissing, and then it just turns to like the rink technician yeah. singing yeah. That <laughs> endless, endless love. love. That got me. Like it's moments like that, like the the people getting hit by the balls at the start, where he just starts having yeah, a that is front yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those are fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like they hold up to me so well. Yeah. And I think those those you could put those in a film today and they'd still be just as funny mm. as they were back then. Yeah. yeah. For everything we've said about the violence, there is still something funny about people getting hurt. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just timeless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought the pacing from like a, a movie's perspective, I thought the pacing was something that hold, held up pretty well. Like yeah, it, it flew just, by. It just kind of tracks along and like every it's probably fairly formulaic if you know how these movies are made but i thought that worked because there's you know if you go back further a bit to the 80s and 70s especially something like caddyshack for example i find does not th- hold the up pacing mm. is like it, it just doesn't it, it doesn't translate as well to a modern mm. audience but this was fine for me like there, there was no lapses or anything like that mm-hmm. yeah i agree i found myself comparing this to caddyshack a lot last night yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot yeah, yeah. i i, I Actually, I won't say. I won't say. You won't say. What's better or worse? I won't say what's better or worse. It feels like it kind of ends abruptly a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the only thing. It does end really quickly. I felt like it flew by. Like I was watching it, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" Mm. And then, all, and then I remember looking at one point, like just checking how long I'd gone. I'm like, "Oh, I'm only like halfway through. There's still ages to go." And then, like, it felt like a blink of an eye. They're in the last tournament. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. at the end. It also makes a decision not to go right down to sudden death either. Like specifically, I I think it's called in the film sudden death. Yeah. But it's like, there's totally an opportunity for the film to just be like, all right, let's drag drag this out a little bit more. Uh, And then obviously it goes the other way. Mm. He's like, fuck it. I'll just beat him now. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. 
brilliant. I thought uh, Happy Gilmore's fashion actually held up pretty well. Did you? Mo- That's the, the thing yeah. I thought held up the worst. I actually wrote that in my notes. Every, like the baggy pants and like yeah, the, the, the sh- I'm going to say this is maybe saying something about me because like, he's, yeah. wearing, no. he's wearing flannelette shirts and hockey gear and I feel like they're kind of timeless in a sense. No, the no. Track I think come full circle. So I think it's just been long enough that it, it went out of fashion <laughs> and has come back into fashion. Yeah, the, and now we're sort of fine with the it. pants. I think that's I, it. I agree with you on the pants. Like they pants were out. The pants yeah. were were uncontrollable. Yeah. They were they were they were out of line. That was that was too much. Yeah. Um. Even like a lot of the time, it just looked like he wore like what he just, he just rolled out of bed and he's oh, yeah, wearing, he, like he was just dressed as Adam Sandler. Yeah. True. Yeah, <laughs> true. Um. Did you have something holding up the best, Jack? That we haven't mentioned. Um, no, I, I agree with Dream. Like those, are like a lot of that comedy. I, I was so like I was really surprised at the start how much I was actually laughing. Like it's specifically mm. that one where he, he hits, he breaks the window, and the, guy, <laughs> the guy's out there, and he's like, "You damn kids!" And the ball hits him, yeah. and then the wife gets it and falls out the window. Like I was, I was in stitches. Like I thought that was brilliant. So yeah, I I thought the comedy like held up the best. Like just mm. some of those, yeah, those physical gags and um and the and a lot of the ben all the ben stiller gags as well were, were absolutely classic yeah. like yeah he he's he's got a very like he's, he's only great. in a few scenes but he just crushed every single one of them he just crushes it like i love that scene where like when him and um happy first meet and mm. i was like i was watching it very closely he's like i want you to really take care of my mom and he gives him like a dollar bill it's a one dollar bill like a or something yeah and yeah. he's like he's like you keep that but i'll look after her and he's like how about i give you a glass of shut the hell up yeah, I love that. Mm. You will go to sleep. I will put you to sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're in my um, world now, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um One thing I will say, like, and I don't know if you've got something about like plot holes or anything, Jono, but um, go for it. One thing that was like that kind of straight away to me, I was just like, that doesn't make no sense whatsoever. Was when he gets to the the house and the guy from the IRS is is taking it. And he's like, "Oh, your grandma hasn't paid her taxes in ten years. She has just two hundred seventy thousand dollars." I'm like, "Hold on." probably been 30 years since she's worked why is she paying taxes and how the hell does she owe two hundred and seventy thousand dollars? was she running like a like what like where does that money like that to me was just completely and i'd never thought of that before like i thought it was maybe like the bank or something i remember like leading up to that scene i was like oh yeah i'm like how does how does an old like lady in her 80s owe money to lose her house this is gonna be really interesting like irs she hasn't paid her taxes in 10 years like (laughs) how the fuck is she paying taxes still what the fuck that's like she's working yeah, we, we haven't really talked about the grandmother at all, really, have we? Yeah. Frances Bay, she's another character where I feel like she just exists as a plot device yeah. to, mm. like, propel the whole thing forward. Yeah, absolutely. But she is, like, so passive. Yeah. yeah. And so sort of, not, not ignorant, but just, like, ha- happy could do no wrong. Yeah. It feels like whatever he did, whether it would be, like, I don't know, build a church or burn a church, <laughs> she'd be like, oh, happy. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> but that's what grandmas are like, isn't it? It's true, yeah, it's true. Oh and God, you know man. what? She she does have like a lot of I guess she has like a lot of presence in the film as well, surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. Um Well she's just, his motivator, yeah. But Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But even like the stories about like Brooke Shields, the letter to Brooke Shields. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that adds a lot to her character. Like the, the, kiss, the kiss mask, yeah. the Gene Simmons mask. It's it, it is like an integral part of the film. You just made me think of, of Shooter making out with the oh, grandma yeah, with, with the kiss mask, like <laughs> sucking was, the tongue. That was like, brutal. Oh. That was brutal. That was um, hard so to watch. Bad. 
Yeah, but now you're right. She's quite passive. She's similar to a lot of the characters, and really, like at the end of the day, mm. the movie is about it's just shooter and happy, and every other character, yeah. even like Chubbs, is kind of like inconsequential. Mm. Like That's Chubbs true. is really only in mm. two scenes. Yeah, he disappears in between like meeting him and doing the mini golf. He's yeah. just watching on TV, gluing his hand yeah. back together. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. thought he was more in the film as so well. Did I. Yeah. I, I was, yeah. I was a bit shocked to see how little of him there was mm. in there, but yeah, that's... Yeah, it, I think it might have worked better if he was there with him the whole time, but mm. especially for the, the emotional punch of his death. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because then it's like, yeah, though, it's like he's like, oh, yeah, when you really think about it, it's like they're just such good... Like, at the end, he's like, oh, you know, he sees him up in the sky with Abe Lincoln and the alligator, and, and he's like, you know, he's really upset when he dies, and he's like, he's... But it's like... They're all just really, waving. Yeah, he's like, really, he's only met him twice... Yeah. And and he's got this yeah. real bond with this guy. It's like he's just some random dude you met after you like you played golf once and then you caught up with him again and he showed you like you took you to the mini golf like you don't like yeah, so that's a bit yeah, when you think about that it kind of sticks out. Hmm. Okay, so this is a category that could go for a while, but the question is what holds up the worst? We've talked about the violence and the death and the John Wick universe, but what have you got for me, Jack? Uh, the fashion. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. The fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% agree much so. with Julie Bowen's hair and wardrobe. Like, mm. she's actually gorgeous in this movie. Like, she's, mm. you know, she's Julie Bowen, but her, they do her no favors at all with that kind of whatever you describe that haircut, that like short curled look and the wardrobe she has with like the pantsuits and the kind of corporate like 90s era gear it just it did completely nothing for her yeah i mean i didn't really think that much about it. i thought she looked fine like i mean the hair didn't really stick out to me at all i was just kind of like yeah, it's kind of just like a 90s do i thought she looked great for most of it i was more talking about happy like happy <laughs> being in like these like the pants like always with the pants where there's just like these <laughs> like like thin trackies that are just like parachute pants like that, that to me was probably the thing that stuck out the most um i, I don't know if this is something that is like of you know of that time or if it's just a problem in the film but like the thing that just frustrated me the most was every single time happy said i'm a hockey player like that that just like every time i heard because he says it so much in this film every time he said it i'm like dude you know you're getting paid son you're getting fucking paid like just play golf you're a golfer now Uh, i guess that's it's a pretty central part of his identity so he's mm. It's, it's, I think it's part of his character arc as well. It's like coming to grips that you're not actually. And that, that's they make a big point out of that too. Hmm. I know, but I, just, I don't know. It, was, <laughs> it didn't it, hold it up just, for you. <laughs> I, I kept, every time I heard it, it was just kind of hockey's cool, golfer's lame. Right, movie. yeah. And I'm not saying like again that maybe that's of that time, but just kind of the, just the simplicity mm. of that argument. This is a pre-Tiger Woods world of golf as well. So it was at, it? probably at its like least cool that it's ever been. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so the product placement for me was... <laughs> Subway. Subway? <laughs> uh, yeah. There was... I, I counted five Subway s- scenes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty incredible how much they could cram in there. Yeah. Um, I want to know how much Odyssey... So Odyssey... Um, is which was the brand. So I have an Odyssey putter, but it's mm-hmm. the brand that um, was on the hockey stick putter that he gets at the end. And it was like, it was very much like in, um, like they made a point of being like plunking right. it down that many, like probably four or five times. And Odyssey is like front and center. Um, and it's a pretty prominent brand these days in, in golf. It's owned by Callaway, I think. Um, so I, I noticed that quite a bit. Um, and some of the other, like not a, like some of the other golf bags that they had, like Wilson staff and that kind of thing was, there was some little bits and pieces, but probably nothing too 
um, significant, but yeah. yeah, definitely Subway. I think there were some mm. that you could get away with just by the nature that they were at a sporting event. So there's ESPN AT&T. and yeah. AT&T everywhere. And that's like, that's pretty realistic, really, if you think about it. So it's not yeah. e- egregious, but the yeah the Subway ones were pretty, pretty almost to, to the point of being a joke. I mean, they did make it into a joke. Like mm. he was literally sponsored by them by the end of it. Yeah. Uh, mm. So I also had <laughs> Happy saying that he's going to go play Asteroids machine which is a gaming room yeah in the gaming room yeah that's at that point it was a 27 year old video game so it would be the equivalent of of dream saying he's going to go play tekken 3 or or age of empires Mm. and i just might and i've played both of those games this year okay maybe maybe (laughs) it holds up better than i thought yeah okay maybe i'll take that maybe and, and the other thing that I thought held up pretty bad is uh, the limousine pulling up and he's like, oh, it must be Burt Reynolds. Like that's, yeah. that's yeah. the, like, the <laughs> ultimate celebrity that would be driving a limousine in 1996. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that was interesting. If they made that now, it would definitely be like, oh, it must be Kanye West or yeah. must be Drake or something like that. Anything else holding up terribly dream? Uh, no, like I, you know what? I think this film held, holds up quite nicely, mm. to be honest. Yeah, agree. Um, I agree. Like again, has its problems, sure, but I, I, I think that it's as funny today as it was mm. then if you're willing to get on board and go, go along for the ride. Yeah, I guess you've got to switch your brain off. And we talked about the violence. That's probably the, the thing that's it's kind of like jarring at some points. It's like that they mm. could just do it without any consequence, mm. but we've covered that well enough i think so who would be the most offended by this movie in 2019 mm. oh it's got to be the the social justice warriors for <laughs> yeah. sure yeah this but- film this film like it just breaks every rule that they have <laughs> like it's got violence against animals uh, oh yeah it's it's <laughs> it's very it's abusive to women yeah yeah it's very simple in its view of women mm. and women's roles in in society mm. and their relationship towards mm. men mm. Um, and just the violence again is yeah. just, you know, unless you're Antifa, there's really, you're not going to be on board with that. No. Yeah. You look but, at the way people were talking about like Hopper in the latest season of Stranger Things. I'm not going to spoil mm. it, but like there's like about the way he talks to a woman on that show yeah. and they're talking about it, like it's problematic and this, but like the first scene that Jack, you mentioned before where he's yelling mm. at his girlfriend through the intercom and then yeah. apologizing and then yelling again, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that would probably upset some people. You you only see him either be violent or refrain from violence. You don't really see him use any other tactics mm. to to get through any particular problem. And I, and I think that's the issue. It's other like it's, it's one thing to have a character who is violent and and then learns another way to address their issues, but it's another to have a character who just goes from being violent to choosing not to be violent. <laughs> it's it's a different decision, and so I think that's I think that's the problem. Yeah, like I'm all for films where there's you know some kind I don't know like a violent criminal who learns a better way. Like that's a, that's a fine story. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. It's just this they don't really go that route, do mm. they? Mm. Interesting. The the one thing that stood out to me where I'm like, oh, someone <laughs> someone would get their knickers in a twist about this was the um the scene where they're on the ice um and they're like endless love and that and he gets the puck out and he's like, if you make this shot, um, you you know, I'll, le- I'll leave yeah. you alone. But if you don't, I'll you know, you have to give me a big kiss. And I'm like, I'm like, eh. and I'm like half of me is like, yeah, it's kind of romantic in a lame way. And then the other half of me is like, someone somewhere would be so offended by that if that was in a movie or a TV show these days. Like, if you make this, you, if you don't make this shot, you have to give me a big kiss. Like, but, yeah. 
I guess there hadn't been any there hadn't been anything from her side of things up to that point that had said that she was interested in him. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say I've used this this whole situation at mini golf many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll what was the something. Res- what was the result for you? It works every time. I'm, a, I'm an absolute A one shooter. Yeah. <laughs> I've also taken several people to, on the exact same day. Oh, really? On the ice? I'm basically, I'm a regular at this fucking putt putt joint. Yeah. Oh, the putt putt. Very good. I've got a, a different response. I think the aged care community might have some issues <laughs> with the actual issue of elder abuse, which is like a very real thing. And yeah. it's such a real thing. Yeah, you're right. Like it totally there's, went by me. Even at the time it was a real thing. Mm. But like it, it is like comedies are meant to make jokes out of things that are real, I guess. But yeah. the fact that, you know, we we see every couple of months on Today Tonight there's some expose on people in aged care homes being abused by their staff. So uh, uh, Ben Stiller's character is, you know, quite possibly a, a semi realistic depiction i'm sure that they're not exactly turning them into a sweatshop and making them make blankets for 200 dollars a pop but you know <laughs> arts, it's not it's not a sweatshop it's arts and crafts time oh right sure but then he's making them uh you know do landscaping as well yeah <laughs> so oh, just doing some arts and crafts yeah. he's even dressed like a prison warden yes mm. yeah got the keys on his belt and everything yeah yeah, yeah. Mister. oh and he's like it's nap time that part was jarring to me like he's telling this woman you need to have a sleep now. Like it's kindergarten. I, th- mm. I think that might be a thing. I'm not sure. Oh, I don't think so. I think that you have pretty much autonomy over how you spend your time if you want to in a, yeah, maybe. In a place yeah. like that. I don't know. I've, I've, I've not much experience <laughs> in aged care facilities. Yeah. Okay. So does this movie pass the internet relevancy test? And what that means is, does it live on through memes and GIFs like a lot of films do? I don't think this does. Like, I was trying to think about, like, I don't see a lot of Happy Gilmore, like, quotes and the memes mm. and that kind of thing. Like, like not really at all. Like, yeah. the GIFs or memes or that. Like, the only thing I can really remember, and it was actually one, like, I did was... Um, yeah, and this is, the only, uh, this is the only time I can remember seeing a Happy Gilmore GIF or meme was... Remember the... Um, uh, the the, the gold dress when it was there was like, is it oh, gold yeah. or is it blue? I remember yeah. making a meme with the... It was like, with where him where he's at the... Um, He's talking about the jacket. And he's like, gold jacket, blue jacket. Who gives a shit? And I remember writing that as a meme with that picture, being like, there you gold go. dress, blue dress. Who gives a shit? That's the only time I remember. The it. only one that you remember is one that you made yourself. Correct. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I agree. It doesn't really pass the test in the way that some of the other movies of this era did. I found a few good reaction gifs. Like, there's a, a thumbs up that he give. Like, th- sorry, a thumbs down that he gives in. The um when he's at the driving range, oh, yeah. telling them that it, it, he's not that interested in a golf tournament. Yeah, uh, there's there's Ben Stiller kind of doing the shush as the uh, nursing mm. home guy, and I guess if you t- searched for some kind of like celebration, it would come up with Happy doing like his like de- like riding the golf club like a, yeah. a pony kind of thing. But overall, yeah, I'd say it doesn't really pass the test. So I think that's pretty clear. Uh, would smartphones ruin this movie, Jack? No, I don't think at all. There was nothing that happened where I'm like, oh, that wouldn't fly with a smart... Like, the only thing yeah. was, like, yeah, if it was a bit more realistic and people are filming him beating people up, but a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the violence... A lot of the violence happens on national television, so... Yeah. Um, no, I don't think smartphones would play any role in this film at all. There's no, yeah, like, I supernatural think- things, and most of the... Mm. 90% of the movie happens, like, on national TV, so... Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I think that... 
they smartphones would actually help this movie. Like if he was being filmed yeah. all the time and there was social media, I think it would quite clearly explode in popularity. Like his his rise to popularity and the ratings bonanza would be even more like it would make even more sense than it did back then. And and the fact that he becomes such a phenomenon and people coming from everywhere to see him, I think that smartphones would actually make that make more sense, if anything. Yeah, yeah for sure. What do you think, Dream? Yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, so much of this film is centered around the fact that he's a spectacle. Mm. So, you know, we live in this world where everyone has a camera, everyone has a video. Um, he would be recorded instantly. Yeah. In fact, he'd probably be discovered sooner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. At, the, at the shooting range, it'd go viral probably. Yeah. yeah. I, I did enjoy that Shooter had a flip mobile phone with the antenna. Yeah. You know, when he was calling in his goons. That was a nice little appearance. Probably one of the early sightings of a, of a mobile phone in, in cinema in 1996, I imagine. Okay. Could you make this movie in 2019? And what would the 2019 version be? Yeah, I, I think you could, but it'd have to be a lot more like... It'd be a lot more of like a realistic story. Like it'd mm. be... Um, I don't know. I was trying to think of a movie that it would be like today. And the only thing that would pop into my head was like Step Up or something like that. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm like trying to think of how this could be like, or a movie like it recently. And I, and I couldn't really think of one, but yeah, I, I think you definitely could. And it's a pretty, like when you really think about it, it's a paint by numbers kind of thing. It's yeah. a underdog, Fish out of water. Yeah, un- underdog guy who's come into this sport, makes it big and, you know, wins the tournament against the the bad professional guy like it's mm. it's been done a million times um it'll be done a million times more like it'll just be i guess probably less violent yeah i, I got a couple of thoughts on this i think you can <laughs> i think the apatow crew could do it mm. I, re- I i think you know if you get that group of minds together um throw in like a zach efron type yeah. who's yeah. young enough who's sort of likable enough no to be happy oh. I, I, is he angry like enough he's, you could see him, yeah, but you, you can't quite do it the same, right? Okay. Um, you no, can't you quite have like the same character in the same arc, mm. but you can have very close, I think. You can go mm. very close with Apatow's crew. I also see Ryan Reynolds playing this role for some reason. Like, <laughs> he's just got that same level of like sarcastic yeah. anger and rage. Mm. Um, you could see him doing it. I think he might be a bit too old now, but still, yeah, I think you could make this film today. You just gotta, you gotta fix all the things we've discussed so far <laughs> for it to even pass through like, uh, you know, to, to even get greenlit really. Yeah. 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 I don't know how they get through the, the violence in 2019. I'm not sure if it works from that perspective. You'd have to, I don't know. It would have to be maybe the other way around where it's like a golfer going to play ice hockey or something and having to learn that would be the remake yeah that would absolutely be because then you could actually you know be violent and it would make sense in context so i i had an idea for this where that's great it would be i guess it's it's i guess it's remaking it but it would be adam sandler as happy gilmore and he's taking Mm -hmm. the place of chubbs and then you've got a younger guy who's taking the place of happy so maybe going from golf to to ice hockey would be the way that you could pull that off where he's Mm taking what he knows about golf and applying it to ice hockey. And I had uh, for casting uh, Charlie Day from Always Sunny. I thought he'd be a pretty good guy. Jake Johnson, who you might know from Mm. New Girl or Let's Be Cops, or he was uh, Peter Parker in Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And even like maybe to go to make things a bit different if they were just doing a straight uh, 
Adam Sandler, not Adam Sandler, Hayden Gilmore Smith. movie. I thought uh, Kevin Hart could be a way to mix it up. You got like someone that's, you know, he's, he's a black guy. He's coming from maybe a, a neighborhood where golf isn't cool. Everyone else is playing basketball. And then he's like, I don't know, trying to, trying to find his way into the world of golf. I thought that might be fun. It's racist, Jono. How do you know they're all playing basketball and not playing golf? <laughs> uh, because I've been there. <laughs> I've been to Chicago. <laughs> Just vibing off the Charlie Day thing, I think Glenn, Glenn Howerton, also from yeah. It's Always Sunny, would be a good shooter, McGavin. Mm. Yes, yes. Mm. He's a, he's oh, Those guys are so awesome. They're the best. We're going to move into a topic here called Useless Trivia. I'm just going to ramble off some facts about this movie for our dear listeners and for you guys. So, Bob Barker studied karate for decades under Chuck Norris and his (laughs) brother, Aaron Norris. So, he ended up doing all of his own stunts in this movie, or maybe except for the one where they're rolling down the hill. I don't know. Mm. But yeah, good on you, Bob. And uh, because of apparently his cameo, the ratings for The Price is Right went up considerably amongst college-age viewers. And uh, Robert Smigel, who played the IRS agent, has been in 13 Adam Sandler movies. Interesting. I didn't recognize him at all. Mm. Same. It's, it's weird that, like, he, I, I agree. Like, I didn't recognize him at all. And it's funny because this era of, like, Dennis Dugan and, and Adam Sandler, so many of the actors are the same. Mm. Like, there's oh, yeah. so all many friends, recurring yeah. people coming through playing different roles. The, um, the caddy is in, like, oh, yeah, all the other ones as well. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And that's a, a good point. It's, that brings us to our next category and it's the steve buscemi spark plug award i've called it (laughs) he's in so many of these adam sandler movies in the 90s he's always popping up and and kind of stealing the show so this is for a character or sorry an actor who isn't in the whole movie but they definitely deserve some recognition the nominees are ben stiller as hal Bob Barker playing himself, uh, Kevin Nealon as the psycho. As Potter. Yeah, he's great. Uh, <laughs> what is he saying? Like, block out the bad energy, harness yeah. the good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the alligator. So, I, I think we got to give it to Ben Stiller. What do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Totally on board for that. I think he, every moment he's in this film is just hilarious. Mm. And it's mm. it's one of his. Uh, I think it's one of his earlier. It is. Gigs, it's, right. It's just. I think it's either this. It's the same year as Cable Guy, which was a movie he wrote and directed, but he wasn't a big enough star to probably be the main role. And mm. he's uh, he's uncredited in this movie for some reason, but yeah, definitely before he exploded onto the scene as a, as a movie star. So, getting those early reps in. Uh, shout out also to Lee Trevino. For uh, for his role as the shaking head man, or playing himself, he's actually playing <laughs> yeah. himself in the movie. Yeah, is he a pro golfer? Yeah, he was a pro golfer. Yeah, mm. there's a yeah. couple actual golfers apparently in the movie. I, d- I didn't recognize any of their names, but I'm glad you did, Jack. Yeah. Uh, last question: Is this still a good movie? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's definitely still a good movie. I think it's the thing, like this film and Billy Madison are the two everyone goes to to talk about why Adam Sandler sucks now mm. but is so beloved before. Mm. Like, everyone loves this film. Great. Yeah. I, I agree. I'd say it's still a good movie but not as good as it was when I was a kid. And I don't know if that's... I think it's mostly my humour evolving over the years uh, and I'm sure all of our humours have evolved. It only makes sense. But the fact that, you know, Dream, you said that you watched it with your dad and whatever, like that, that's a good sign that 
it's not just a movie for dumb teenage kids full of testosterone who think it's funny when you know people get kicked in the nuts or whatever it is you know mm. <laughs> and that's the thing it's always hard to watch it and like know if you're enjoying it because you associate it with your younger self or not but mm. yeah i think we've established through everything we've said that it's still a good chuckle it's, it's worth a, a watch if you haven't seen it for maybe 10 years like some of us mm. uh but yeah it's not going to be winning any awards i guess we can say God, no. unless it's an award for, for well, violence <laughs> it has a 61 percent score on rotten tomatoes which wow. is kind of surprising yeah, yeah a little bit that is. i would have guessed maybe like th- around 40 or 35 Really, I would have thought it'd been higher. Mm. Mm. What What would you have thought, Celine? Oh, look, I, I couldn't tell you. You know, Roger. I think Roger Ebert had it like one and a half stars. Yeah, and it's like if you if you take it in context, this film is actually a lot better than one and a half stars. But I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it just means that most of the critics liked it, I guess. So mm. anyway, that is Happy Gilmore. We're going to start wrapping it up now. But before we get to that, I'll say. Thank you for listening. And as a podcast that's only been made possible thanks to our Patreon producers, we've got to give some shout-outs quickly. Uh, before we do that, iTunes reviews. I don't know if there are any out there yet because the show is pretty damn new, but <laughs> they will really go a long way to helping out the show. Let us know what you think. Let us know what movies you want to hear. You can do that on social media. We'll give you our handles in a minute. But hit us with those reviews. Help us get up those iTunes charts as much as possible. Get some new eyes on the show and on the 8-Bit Collective. But speaking of that, our Patreon producers are Aaron Lukasak, Andrew Natoli, Anthony Florida, Chris Nelson, Colin Sparling, Dan Peck, Dan Vumbacher, Howard Smith, Jared Howard, Josh Enor, Liam Hart, Logan Wilkinson, Matthew Perkins, T-Dag, Nathan Tilly-Laurie, L. Peets, and... Screamus. Thanks, guys. Thank you to each and every one of you. Thank you, guys. We love you. We love you so much. Of course, you can catch us on Twitter and socials. I'm at Jono himself. Salim is at Salim TD. Jack is at Cruzy underscore mate. Our next episode will be covering Dumb and Dumber, one of my all-time favorite movies, so don't miss that. And dear listeners, thank you again for joining us on Comedy Rewind. Be kind. 